0: Life's a game, the world's a stage, and we are Merely Roleplayers, where theatrical people play roleplaying games. I'm Matt Boothman, and I'm your compare for this studio production. Here on Merely Roleplayers, we improvise stories, for your entertainment and ours. And we use roleplaying games to keep the story going places even we can't see coming, because as theatrical people, we're all about maximising the drama. This is the first episode of a new studio production. The studio is where we experiment with new formats, new role-playing games, and new genres of story. In this production we're playing The Andromeda Ward, a game by Chloe Mascheter, illustrated by Gerald McDermott, and supplementing our play with the Script Change Consent and Safety Toolbox by Bo Yarger Sheldon. You can find the Andromeda Ward and other games by Chloe Mascheter at rollflipdraw.co.uk and the Script Change Toolbox at Bribo.com slash scriptchange. You don't need to be caught up on anything else we've produced to jump into the Lost Andromeda Ward Christmas Special. In fact, all our productions tell a complete story. So if you enjoy this one and you want to try something else we've done, Just find any episode with Act 1 in the title, and you'll be able to jump in there. In the meantime, please take your seats in the studio. Tonight's production is about to begin. So let's meet the cast for this studio production. Starting with a voice that we haven't heard in a little while. Uh, Welcome back to the show, Ellen. Hello, Ellen. Do you have a favourite uh, series that was cancelled too soon?
1: The first thing I would think of is Firefly, or the OA, which is something I only recently started watching, and then was incredibly disappointed that there wasn't more of it.
0: I sense that Marta has something to say about the OA, so shall <laughs> we introduce Marta I didn't next?
1: Think anyone would know
2: it. <laughs> <laughs>
1: it was. It's. How far in are you? I've I've watched everything that exists. Oh,
2: oh no. Yeah, I would have told it to stop if it was too late. So upsetting. Because it ends in the the most nerve-wracking cliffhanger I have seen in years after a show, two seasons, of the weirdest shit ever put to television. I mean, these people make Lynch look like your average linear narrator like this show is amazing i i would recommend watching it except it just it's really it's really just one of those cases where you 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 need to be psychologically prepared
1: there's no closure yeah
2: to be very disappointed um and there's no closure in in the worst way but yeah i can't believe i can't believe (laughs) you you would even know that one but But
1: apparently apparently like jason isaacs is is campaigning for there Mm. to be a final series made and people oh, are, are trying no. to so you know no. that's
2: a very like now famous cast mm. and i don't know if they'll manage it's just fucking netflix you know it's like netflix yeah. why do we get paris emily and in, in paris is that it emily in paris season two but we yeah. don't get the oa season three i don't I understand why straight
0: in straight in with the spicy takes welcome back to the show marta <laughs>
2: Hello, thank you for having me again.
0: Uh, we last last heard you on the first Nova, I believe.
2: Yes, this is correct.
0: Do you have a favourite show that got cancelled too soon, or is it just the OA?
2: Oh, uh, there, there's quite a few, actually. I know Firefly is the go-to for everyone, but I actually, other than the OA, which was going to be my choice, um, oh, there was this great comedy called, is it The Bitch in Apartment 23?
0: Oh, yeah. Don't that, trust. It was good.
2: Don't trust that one, don't trust the bitch in apartment twenty three. And you know what? I thought it was brilliant. <laughs> it was a really, really funny show. Um, it also had uh, Dawson's Creek uh what's his James name? James Vanderbeek. Yes. Playing a sort of version of himself in a very self deprecating kind of way. And I just thought it was one of those easy watch but really, really funny comedies that never got a chance. So I wouldn't I wouldn't be I mean, is it Chris? Ritter what's her name Kristen um, Ritter yeah Kristen Ritter she's got a, such b- bad luck because this comedy she was great in and it got cancelled and then she was doing um Jessica Jones and that got cancelled and I'm like she's the queen of very good shows that get canceled too <laughs> early which makes me sad because I like her but yeah that would be my choice
0: uh we heard Helen's voice just there so uh welcome back to the show also Helen hello I think we lost how are you Matt I'm doing all right thank you how are you
3: I'm good. Yeah, sorry for interrupting. That's all right. People don't ask you often enough how you're doing. <laughs> how is your heart today, Matthew?
0: Uh, it, it's it's uh, recovering after a series of disheartening tech issues this week.
3: Okay. But okay.
0: everything's working all right now. Heart and tech all working Lovely. okay. Great. I think we last saw you on uh, Vigil Tourist Trap, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. And do you have a uh, favourite series that was cancelled too soon?
3: So, I've got to say that nothing had come to mind until Marta mentioned Jessica Jones. Does anyone know the status of Luke Cage?
4: Uh, he's probably all right.
3: <laughs> I fell into that. I'm very sorry. Okay. Um, I I would like to see more of Luke Cage, which, if anybody has seen any of Luke Cage, I'd like to think they'd agree.
4: I really like the first half of the. First season, and then it sort of switched bad guys. And I was like, oh, actually, I don't care about this dude.
3: Yeah, I just, I, it's difficult. I feel like I could, I think maybe what I would like is like some sort of spin off where uh, we just get a few weeks of Jessica Jones and Luke Cage sorting some shit out. Yeah. That or happens maybe. Set Yeah, separate to the timeline because they, they clearly have amazing chemistry and a lot has happened between them that isn't in either show. So I'd like to see it.
0: Uh, Chris, we heard your voice there weighing in on Luke Cage. Uh, I think we last heard you on Vigil Taurus Trap as well.
4: Yeah, it's a little Taurus Trap reunion. Yeah.
0: Welcome back to the show. Do you have a favourite series that was cancelled too soon?
4: I've had a few. like as Everyone jumps for Firefly first, but then Netflix has got a nice habit recently of just uh, finishing my shows with two-hour movies. So they did, well, they're not just Netflix, just every streaming service is just going, this is how we do it. We'll just do a little film for you. So Deadwood, which is the best show ever made, ever, ever, ever. But they did a, a good, satisfying thing, a button on the end of it for me. Sense8, they did a little button on the end of it for me. It wasn't very satisfying, but you know, at least they tried. But recently, uh, Teenage Bounty Hunters got cancelled, and that was absolutely brilliant and hilariously funny. And deserve more time but I didn't hear anyone talk about that at the time so it's clearly just no one watched it <laughs> it was just like oh well but I, I, I'll take more of that if if, if they're if they're going to give it.
0: Strat you've been waiting there very patiently throughout this discussion welcome back to the show. Hello. When did we last hear you was it Vigil Cold Snap?
5: No it would have been the last um it, first Nova. First
0: Nova of course as uh, Val Waldron the Scoundrel. Mm-hmm yeah. Uh, welcome back.
5: Thank you. It's good to be
0: here. And do you have a, a favourite series that was cancelled too soon?
5: Uh, yes. I mean, Firefly, as you said, is the first thing for everybody. But I only discovered Firefly well after it was cancelled. And then I saw Serenity before that. So it all got very confused to me. So that one is kind of less, less of a heartbreak for me. But I think mine are Netflix-based, as most of them appear to be at the moment. Uh, they did a really two really good series of Dirt Gently that oh, yeah? I really really enjoyed, and then they didn't do it again. And I thought it was like it took it wasn't anything like Douglas Adams Dirt Gently, but it still felt like how I like I think I'd like to think he would have been really pleased with it because it was just mad and wonderful. Uh, and then also um, they only did one season of Dark Crystal. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's a shame. that got cancelled as well, and that was a real shame because that was just beautiful. And I, I just love, like, that, that, that style of kind of puppetry and, and stuff, and they really took it to another level. So those were two sad ones to, to not see again.
0: Well, we're going to channel all of that nostalgia today into creating a, a great lost episode of a uh, another series that was cancelled too soon. So without further ado, let's jump into it. Uh-huh. Lost Andromeda Award Christmas Special, a merely role players studio production.
3: Hi Matt, um, I saw your message about festive holiday
2: type games, and you know, there's a couple that come to mind, but you know, I, I think we all agree that we might have left it a little bit late to get a recording together for these. So um, anyway, I'll, I'll send you the list anyway. Um, maybe we can be a bit more organised next year. I don't know. Um. Look, I, I know you said you'd be happy to just miss the next few weeks, but in case you did want options of something to put out over Christmas, um, have we transferred you something? It's it's a bit different, but I, I think, weirdly, it still fits our style. Um, so, basically, my uncle bought a job lot of cassette tapes at a car boot sale and asked me to digitise them, and this was on one of them. The case said it was meant to be the Beatles, but someone obviously got their tapes mixed up at some point. Um, bear with it. Uh, see what you think. Anyway, um, yeah, speak to you soon.
5: Morning, lovies. How are we all? Lovely to see you. Mwah, mwah.
1: Mm, why do we start this early?
4: It's it's for the art, it's for the art.
1: Mmm,
4: art. Redgrave, you're a bastard. Good to see you again. <laughs> ah, you old sod, come here. Lovely oh,
5: hello, to see you.
2: hello, hello. Sorry, sorry I'm late. Hello. Dante, it's been a while. Mm, yes, yes, yes. How's everyone doing?
5: catering has lost it i think since we were last here but um you know did they ever have it <laughs> well indeed indeed
1: coffee is only instant but has everyone got one
5: well it wasn't instant for me i had to ask about five times for it to turn up ah.
3: hmm.
2: well you got a filter i brought my own cup of tea in my uh, recyclable um little cup well good for you, you. Know, the
3: environment mm-hmm. and
1: all that <laughs> hetty darling how are you doing
3: Oh, sorry, I was just having a quick nap on the sofa. They're they're quite lumpy. Has anyone else got any complaints about the green room that I might have missed?
5: I mean, we've all got our own trailers, so. Oh. I mean, if I, I think it's probably you know because you're with your character and everything, maybe. It's rather impressive
2: what? for a um a radio production, I must say.
5: Well, it's it's on my rider. I mean, every red grave gets a trailer. I mean, that's. We're essentially born in them, right? 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 You don't have a trailer.
4: Uh, I. I thought everyone had a trailer.
1: Uh I mean, yes. Uh of course, I have a trailer. Mm-hmm. It's
4: just one hundred percent. All of us, yes, definitely massive trailers. Definitely for sure,
2: enormous ensuite jacuzzi on the jacuzzi. Uh, yeah,
4: I don't have a jacuzzi.
5: Well, I'm going to have to get on to Julian about that. I think
4: okay. I, have a, I have a guest trailer as well. You have a guest uh, trailer, yeah. God God
5: the sake. Of course, yes. Mine's
1: very um, understated. You probably wouldn't even wouldn't even notice that it was a was a trailer. Actually.
0: Hello, hello, hello. Um, this is the Andromeda Ward green room. Is it? Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. You? Yes. Uh, Riff, you know me. It's uh, oh, it's gosh, Julian sorry. from upstairs. Julian Ju- Smurmbly. Oh,
5: Julian, Julian. Sorry, I didn't. I didn't notice for you for a second there. It's
0: uh,
2: done
0: oh, something Julian. with the the, doing the thing. I, 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 I I'm so glad to catch you all before uh, before Ron turned up. Uh, just wonderful to have you have you all back and and, and have the the gang back together and and uh, the show back on the road, as they say, it must go on and uh, and all of that. Um, but uh, just before Ron gets here, I, I just wanted to give you a, a, a little bit of a, a, an update from upstairs, from the uh, the BBC executive, the Radio Four executive. That um, as you know, uh, we're, we're hoping that this um, this new episode will uh, be suitable for airing over the the festive festive period. Um, and so, um, and this is really, uh, I am just the messenger here. So so please don't um, uh, react. Ron's to, not going to like to, it, you know. Uh, I mean this is why I'm I'm here now <laughs> and not later. Um but um we really do need uh, a, a festive drama hit here and so
1: oh for goodness sake.
0: This episode really must include some festive themes and I know as you say uh, Ron is not going to be keen on the idea. Uh, we all know what Ron's like. Uh, but um Unfortunately, Um, that means it does does fall to you. Yes.
2: Sorry to interrupt. Um, When we say festive, are we trying to be inclusive or is this the sort of uh, um, old school definition of the word? Just to be clear.
0: I honestly don't care about the specifics and and I will leave that up Mm. to your own artistic visions. But uh, some... Old miser needs to learn a lesson, or or, or a, a snowman must must be built and and melt, or or presents must be involved, or a star must be put on a tree, or something, to indicate the season. Otherwise, otherwise, I'm afraid the Andromeda Ward is going to be cancelled. And I am just the messenger. Oh. That's just the word from upstairs. So please don't take it out on me.
1: Well, that's a fine way to tell us, isn't it? My goodness. Very well. Thank you, I- Julian.
0: But I, I believe in you, you all, uh, and your ability to uh, continue this wonderful program. No, mm-hmm. oh,
1: absolutely. Great. Well,
0: we'll, we'll, we'll give we'll give get them what in. they
1: want, as we always do, darlings. Yes.
0: Subtle. That's though. You... Are you really oh, subtle. Yes. Or um, sorry, what mm, subtlety? Mm. Um, if the listener reads in the Radio Times uh, that this is a festive episode of the Andromeda Award and then tunes in, uh, they should not be disappointed. Sure.
5: Okay. Got it. Right. right.
1: Noted. Thank you. Not a problem. Understood
5: the brief. Yes.
0: Uh, very well. Uh, I'll leave you all to it. Thank you very much. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye, Bye. Thank
1: you, Bye. darling. See you later.
4: Cheerio. Snivelling bureaucratic worm. Oh, what's that was, was well,
1: completely useless. Shit. Does every single programme in the whole world have to be themed around Christmas every time?
5: I mean, give them what they want, I suppose. Everyone likes a good Christmas special. I mean, there are some big Christmas specials out there, aren't there? Oh,
1: I suppose, I suppose. I've just had enough. You know, I've done Panto so many years in a row. Christmas has quite lost its uh, its joy for me, you know, these days. I'll Mm. do my very best. Wouldn't do anything else.
0: All right, you lot. Who are you? <laughs> <laughs>
2: the
5: devil. Very good, Red,
0: Redgrave. Very good. Always the oh, joker.
5: Funny. Oh, Ron. Yes, you've. I didn't recognise you. You've done something with the. Uh, I mean, with. Uh...
0: I know we've been off the air for a little while, but uh, you all know me. I'm Ron Barnes. I'm the director of the Andromeda Award. Welcome back to production studio.
5: Hello. Happy yes. to be here. Before we get on, Ron, I, I hear some people's trailers have jacuzzis.
0: Oh um, that's that's not my shout. It's not No, you have got to take that up with uh, production services. All uh, right.
5: Uh, fair enough. I thought I was going to take it up with Julian. I was going to get him back in here.
0: Back in here.
5: Thought maybe yes, I thought maybe you and he could have a word.
0: Oh, I crossed him in I crossed him in the corridor. I gave him the old shoulder, uh, but uh we did not exchange words.
2: I see. Yes, he wanted to know how the coffee was. Which is terrible, by the way.
3: Yeah.
0: Well, bring all of that stuff to him. I I deal with what goes out to the listeners, not what goes on back here backstage. Hmm. Uh, I hope you're all excited to be back recording.
1: Should be jolly good fun as always, Ron. I've enjoyed.
0: I know you've all uh, you you've all recorded uh, six episodes together already, but uh, we have been away for a little while. So why don't we warm up by just uh, reintroducing what each other? reintroducing ourselves to one another. Uh, as I said, I am Ron Barnes. I am the director. Shall we start with uh, Riff?
5: Yes, certainly. Uh, morning, everybody. You all know me. I'm Riff Redgrave. Yes, of those Redgraves. Uh, I am <laughs> playing uh, Brett Buckingham, uh, maverick surgeon, pioneer of bare hands surgery and uh, expert in incurable diseases and uh yes yes you know tragic backstories all of that you know lost a twin in uh, the accident uh looking forward to season two and finding out exactly what that was by the way ron that'll uh that'll be good uh i don't know if it's maybe we've got a bit of a, a teaser in this special <laughs> but uh, i really do think we need to get to the meat of that at some
0: point don't you Oh, of course, of course. The, uh, the, the audience has expectations, but we, we mustn't always give them exactly what they want.
5: No, but I mean, I also want it.
0: Well, you can push for that, of course. Uh, and I have a couple of quick notes for, uh, your, uh, for the recording today for you, Riff. So of course, uh, Brett, as we know, is a maverick and does not play by the rules. So we need to make sure that we're always communicating that clearly to audience. Oh, yes, yes. So, of course, Brett must never enter a room the conventional way through the door. Uh, Always exit and enter through windows, vents, smashing through walls. And, of course, everybody knows you. uh, Everybody will know you from this program. But at the moment, some of your other work does have a slightly higher profile. So uh, if you could just please insert some of your old catchphrases into the material. Uh, I will leave that to your discretion.
5: Absolutely. I uh, guess it's time to play some checkers. <laughs> I mean, you'll you'll all remember that one. That was <sighs> yes. that was the one that <sighs> made me.
0: Oh, it's it's the delivery, it's the delivery that gets me every time. Sorry, is that
2: the, the oh yes, is that, is that the soap opera you were in for like twenty three seasons?
5: Yes, I remember yes. that
2: vaguely when I was a, a kid coming back from school and that was on. <laughs>
5: George, it was terribly inspirational and uh, you know lots of lots of young young up and coming actors as such as yourself come up and tell me how much that uh, kind of inspired them so you're welcome you're welcome
1: yet never a game of checkers was played as far as i can remember quite the
4: irony well that's why he wanted to play checkers so badly it oh. was yeah yeah oh i missed i mean the you, you,
5: actually if you watch the 23 seasons and i really do enjoy you, you too uh, you'll see that the intensity of that catchphrase just grows as time i mean it like at the end, like I'm saying the same words, but you may as well be saying, "Why the fuck are we not playing any fucking checkers?" You know, you know
1: that that unfulfilled passion was just completely lost on me. I must have not tuned in well enough. I
5: mean, it's subtle. I, I mean, I'm I'm known for my subtlety, which is why mm. sometimes it's hard to do all this this wall breaking stuff. But it's nice to push, to push oneself. You as an do actor. it
1: beautifully, darling.
5: Yes, thank you. Nessa always said the same.
2: It's a wonderful example of a um, super objective for the character. Writing-wise, it
1: it makes absolute sense, yes.
0: Let's let's not descend into chit-chat. We are on a schedule today. So, uh, Avril, can you introduce yourself next?
1: Of course, of course. I'm um, Avril Sterling-Bow. You all know me. I've missed you. Missed you lots and lots. I am going to be playing uh, Nancy Kent once again in our lovely production. Nancy is... um, She's just a porter in the hospital, but... um, she hides a, a dramatic and unspecified uh, dark past, <laughs> which she's currently in which witness protection for. She's um, trying to keep a low profile at the moment. Whether that continues or not, we'll see.
0: Of course, of course. And uh, a a couple of notes for you. Um, I, I've been listening back to series one uh, in preparation for this, and I've realized that I've realized something. It's that the the audience really doesn't know that something is there in a scene unless we describe it because we are in an audio medium. So that gives us incredible opportunities for dramatic irony. They don't know something's there, but we do. So keep the audience on their toes, Avril, by revealing things halfway through scenes that were there all along but the audience didn't know about.
1: Right. Okay.
0: Halfway through the scene, refer to a camel that has been there the whole time. Attraction engine, the villain of the piece. I'll leave it up to your discretion.
3: Sorry, is the villain of this piece attraction engine? I hadn't picked that up in the script at all.
0: Uh, no, no, no. Those were those were separate examples.
3: Oh, right. Sorry.
2: And uh, Ron, from a writing perspective, is, is is this in the script, or is this uh, are we improvising?
0: Uh, oh, there've been some changes to script since uh, oh. since you last got your sides. So uh, I'll be handing those out, and we'll—it's uh, radio. We can go script in hand. You'll be all right.
2: Lovely, thank you.
0: Um, and Avril, of course, everybody knows you from Old Vic Panto. Obviously, you do wonderful work on that stage. So refer to that if you can. Throw in a bit of that slapstick, a bit of that Panto call and response. Just do not make it too Christmassy. We don't want any of that. I know that every other program's going to be doing it, but our our unique selling point on BBC Radio Four over this period is we are going to be the one program not partaking in that rank commercialism.
1: I mean, I agree with you, uh, 100%. Is you haven't spoken uh, off-topic to Julian this morning at all?
0: No, as I said, I passed him in corridor, but I did not give him the time of day.
1: Fine, fine. Um, nope, that's okay. Uh, noted, got it.
0: Next, Judd. Good to see you back on set, uh,
4: R- Ron. Good, good to see you, I suppose. Yes.
0: Introduce your character, if you, if you, if you would, please.
4: Uh, yes, I'm, uh, i uh, You all know me. I'm Judd Talisker. I, I portray a Reese Haplock, uh, radiologist. He Has a. Family ties to the management of the hospital, and it gets him all sorts of, you know, gadgetry that can, you know, help out in the weird goings on in the uh, Andromeda Ward.
2: Wait, darling, no, don't, don't. You know we don't say that word here.
4: I thought I could say it here.
3: No, no it's, it's no, like no, saying Macbeth. No, like you mustn't say it. No, oh, 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 why oh. are you saying
5: it? Get out now!
3: Please, out, that oh, oh. spot.
2: <laughs> oh no, I think we've jinxed it.
0: I don't hold with any of that superstitious nonsense.
2: It's going to be well, darling, fine it? because you've not there felt such a thing as tradition. Of it, but very well.
0: In any case, uh, Judd, I know that you've done a couple of other projects uh, since season one, and you might have got used to some uh, some different techniques, like uh, doing multiple takes, that sort of thing. But we don't hold with any of that here at the BBC. So if you're not happy with how you delivered a line, just uh, just. Joan.
4: Don't worry, Ron. I will. I will give you several reads of the the major, the, the major lines of the piece. So uh, you you will have options.
0: Excellent. That is what I like to hear. And of course, that voice, Judd, that voice that you use in the chocolate advert. Everybody knows that voice. Everybody loves and respects that voice. Reese Haplock,
4: radiologist. That voice.
0: That voice. So if you would, uh, please use that voice uh, for all reads. Uh,
4: 100% of the time, don't you worry about
0: it. However emotionally inappropriate it might seem. In fact, the more contrast between that read and the emotion of the scene, the more exciting it'll be.
4: I I defer to your expertise, Ron. I'm sure you know best.
0: Fantastic. Arizona, been a while. (coughs)
2: Dante,
4: darling.
0: Oh, is that a is that a new affectation?
2: Oh yes, it's my uh, nom de plume. As you know, um, I will be playing our um, resident writer um, in the show, and I just y- you know how I do things. I just decided to immerse myself in the role. Um, I did. I have spent the last few months um, doing a creative writing course and sort of. Um, Taking part in some uh, writing room meetings, um, not necessarily invited to them, but you know, you know how it is. You just walk in and <laughs> pretend you're looking for the toilet. Um, so yes, I am playing s d NIM, which stands for pseudonym. <laughs> I thought there was a very uh, funny little pun in the script. Um, they have been living in this hospital for several years. They suspect that something, nefarious is going on, um, and are therefore trying to investigate the situation. Very excited for the opportunity, by the way, let me just reiterate that. It's always nice to get to work with all of you.
0: Well, the, the, the character was very well received in the uh, first series, so of course mm. we were going to get you back. Uh, just a couple of notes, though. Remember, audio drama, what's different between this and that television is there's no fourth wall, the audience feels like you're talking straight to them. So, take advantage of that. Talk directly to them whenever you get the chance. Check in with them. Right. Ask how their day's been. Offer them a biscuit or half a glass of water. They should really feel like they know you. They should really feel like you're their friend.
2: I see. Very interesting. Yes, a sort of um. Third person narrator mixed in with um, a voice in their head. Yes, yes,
0: yes. I think I can do that. Along those lines, yes. Uh, uh, you know, if, you're, if you ever make a mistake, they should feel like they are running to the defense of a friend when they defend you. Mm. Uh, and, of course, everybody, uh, Dante will be uh, providing Foley for this recording, helpfully saving the taxpayer from hiring a, a dedicated Foley artist for this recording.
2: Yes. Yes. I yes, I knew that. Yes, of course. Of course. (laughs) Already to do that. Yes, it will be excellent.
0: And finally, Hetty. Welcome back.
3: Hi, hi. How's everyone doing? Fine, getting on, on. getting on. Great. Terrific. I'm here playing um, the temp Jemima Jones. And yeah, very excited to be doing so. I've had a variety of roles across the six episodes we've done so far. And I'm sure Jemima is going to be just as good fun.
0: And uh, Hetty, of course, it's up to us to defend the noble ancient art of radio drama and make it relevant for today's audiences. Today's audience is much more used to them films and that telly. So they aren't going to understand anything that's going on unless we describe it to them in those terms so as we are performing I would like you uh, when you are describing what your character does or scenes or uh, anything like that make sure to describe in exhaustive detail all of the camera techniques that we would be using if this were on telly
3: exhaustive detail yeah
0: the, the, the more uh, technical terms the better I want to hear about dolly zooms, I want to hear about fisheye lenses, all of that.
3: I mean, what you're doing with your sex life is none of my business, but sure, absolutely, on it.
0: And of course, you are uh, linked to uh, one of the uh, the major sponsors for our independent production. So I trust you to find a, a subtle way to to insert that into today's recording.
3: Absolutely, everyone's going to keep themselves thoroughly hydrated with the nation's favourite iron brew. Let's hope nobody ends up with orange stains on their scrubs.
0: Oh, wasn't that, isn't that one of uh, Riff's old catchphrases?
5: Oh. Yeah, well, I mean, yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes, what's that stain? Yes. <laughs> that was a good one, that was, uh, yes. I'll remember that one, I'll make good, I'll make good use of that one. It, it pairs very nicely with there's no accounting for smell. I think I know the ones I'm going to be using, Japs. It's going to be a barn burner, this one. But
2: Redgrave, you must do it in that lovely Glasgow accent of yours. It throws me back to my time in the city when I was working in the theatre there. Oh, those were the days.
5: Well, I suppose anything for you, dear. Thank you, darling. Excellent,
0: excellent. Now that we are all reacquainted, we can get on that stage and begin with scene one.
1: Here we go, guys.
0: Right, so uh, here are all of your revised scripts. The general outline of an episode hasn't changed. As we know, this is the episode where the characters in the Andromeda Ward must deal with hyper-intelligent slimes before top-secret government agents arrive. And at the same time, all-important B-plot of an episode, it's somebody's birthday, and you've got to get everybody in the hospital to sign the card by end of day. Everybody clear?
1: Yeah. 100%. Mm. Yes. Quite a few changes to the scripts, isn't there?
0: Im- improvements. Improvements to the script.
1: Did have quite a large monologue in the third scene, and it seems to have disappeared now. It's
0: probably just moved. Everybody gets a monologue. Mm. Okay.
4: There seems to have been some sort of mistake here, Ron. Um, I I seem to be in the in the bit where we're faffing around with the card, and I'm not as much in the bit with the slime.
0: You you know what rules of uh, of drama, Jud? All the characters have to engage with a B plot and and a A plot.
1: Mm. It's in it's
0: the contract, I'm
4: afraid. Yes. Just, just so long as I'm in the in the a plot as well. Like, just so long.
0: We'll see how it goes. No, no script survives contact with that microphone. We can always rewrite on the fly. But uh, I am confident that there this this script is balanced and perfectly formed, like a well-oiled machine.
2: Mm. I do hope, darling, one day we'll try something a little more avant-garde when it comes to the writing of the show I think I think you know radio audiences might be um susceptible to enjoying it really but it's fine to do the classical we have, we have
0: to walk before we can run yes excellent have a flip through them scripts and then I'll see you on stage
1: Legend. thanks Ron darling Very like
0: everybody This has been the Lost Andromeda Award Christmas Special, a studio production from Merely Role Players, starring Matt Boothman as Ron Barnes and Julian's Mirmley, Helen Stratton as Hetty Braithwaite playing Jemima Jones, Chris McLennan as Judd Talisker playing Reese Haplock, Radiologist, Ellen Gould as Avril Sterling Bow playing Nancy Kent, Strat as Riff Redgrave playing Brett Buckingham, and Marta de Silva as Arizona Muse, aka Dante playing S.D. Nim. The theme music is by Alexander Pankhurst, and the episode was edited and produced by Matt Boothman. We were playing The Andromeda Ward, a role-playing game by Chloe Mashta illustrated by Gerald McDermott, and supplemented by The Script Change Toolbox by Bo Yaga sheldon Merely Role Players is a Foggy Outline production in association with Blackshaw Theatre Company. Until next time, if drama be the food of life, play on!